This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So we're going to be talking about the Tom King treatment on kind of like niche, fan-favorite, or obscure comic book mm-hmm. characters. Uh, Strange Adventures has dropped this past week, and uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to read it, Joel. I, I am kind of putting you on the spot here, but uh... <laughs> I, I, I have not. But my other co-host Matt talked about it in great detail, so I do actually know what happened. It feels it. like you read it. Um, I will say, uh, having read Mister Miracle and Strange Adventures now, um, and of course previous work by Tom King, not mm-hmm. only do I know uh, dude's got a style, uh, but he has a kind of like treatment that if done appropriately is done to critical acclaim and if yes. and if deviated from uh becomes a mixed bag for some folks. Yeah, it becomes Batman or Heroes in Crisis. Exactly. Uh despite the fact that Heroes in Crisis is chock full of obscure characters and mm-hmm, also is a mini series, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time it's kind of like, you know, it it does it's not as focused and you could tell because no. it was an event he didn't have as much creative freedom. He clearly had to kowtow to a couple of editorial suggestions. Definitely. And same with Batman where it's like, oh, if you boiled this all down to 12 issues, this might actually have been pretty cool. But the fact that it went on for like 80 plus issues. Right. Um, so, yeah, like I wanted to talk about like characters that actually could benefit from them. Because here's the thing, like a lot of people um, don't know who Adam Strange is in like mm. any real sense of the word. I mean, I will admit I'm not the biggest Adam Strange fan. It's just do- it just doesn't appeal to me. Um or at least it shouldn't appeal to me. I'm not the biggest like swashbuckling pulp novel adventure kind yeah, of person. He's he's very rocketeer, he's very Flash Gordon, no doubt about it. Yeah, more Flash Gordon because I was going to say like I actually really like the Rocketeer and it turns out that like as I was describing it I'm like, "Oh, shit, I actually I probably should be an Adam Strange fan. I do like swashbucklers and I really enjoy the pulp uh, you know, style, so what am I doing?" Um, but at the same time, there also are a subset of people who love this character and have a lot to say about him and have a lot of expectations mm. about him and his universe. So they're they're going to be either like really happy to see some light, some light shed on them, or they're going to be like, fuck, this isn't the thing I want. You completely didn't give me what I wanted. Um, but I think that what part of the brilliance of strange ventures is that you get two artists for the price of one. That is clever. I will give him all the credit in the world for that. And so because you have like Mitch Jarrett's doing the Tom King stuff mm. and you have, I think it's Evan Shaner doing the, uh, the pulp stuff, you get to see at the very least some fun in yeah. the book, uh, and and it's done in a style that you're like, I've always wanted to see that. Like, thank you. Uh, so the question I have is, what characters could benefit from that style? And the style I'm talking about, I may I put in the description, but it's pick a character who is niche or at the very least underutilized. Yeah. And give them, it doesn't have to be Tom King, by the way. I'm calling it the Tom King treatment. And the treatment is this. You take a character that is underutilized. You give them a 12-issue mini. 
and a indie comics darling artist and try to talk about something about the and try to use that character to talk about the human condition right which arguably everyone's trying to do anyway there's a lot of that going on there's no doubt about that you know i don't know anybody who takes over green arrow and thinks to themselves, I'm not going to talk about what it means to be human. I want to talk about just slinging arrows <laughs> and killing monsters. Like, it's just and not... dating pretty blonde ladies. Right. I mean, the, part and parcel to the experience, but I digress. So, yeah, uh, I, I was thinking about this a lot because I was just thinking about how much I enjoyed Strange Adventures, but how, like, man, Mr. Miracle was another, another critical darling, mm-hmm. another uh, excellent series by Tom King, and another of mm-hmm. this style. And... Not for nothing. You know, you could have your opinions about King's portrayal of New Genesis, Apocalypse, Mr. Miracle, Dark Side. They, they kind of get out of it by the end without spoiling too much. Right. But at the same time, what do we know about Mr. Miracle when it comes through the lens of fandom? Dark Side is. Yep. So they liked that. They sure did. Uh, Mr. Miracle gaining... Public prevalence, you can see Mm -hmm. him more, his visibility was increased, despite him playing a key role in Dark Side War, which is arguably a more comic book, you know, popcorn-munching blockbuster adventure. Indeed. Uh, And, not for nothing, but it earned Tom King a job working on the movie that the New Gods, which may or may not ever happen. That's that's still pretty sweet, though. That's a a sweet plum. Right. Whether, you know, whether, whether you liked it or not, it earned the dude a very high paying job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, but, but I think that cynicism aside, you know, because, okay, if you were to, an- <laughs> Oh no, I have to put my cynicism aside. What will I do without <laughs> what it? What will it's I do? Blanket. How will I eat? Um, it's a, bl- it's a blanket that keeps me warm, Sal. You want me to freeze out here? <laughs> you're right. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm devil's advocating because like, you know, I actually do like a lot of Tom King work. Same, as much as I may piss and moan about Batman and Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, I liked Mr. Miracle. I liked Vision. Right. Vision was brilliant. I liked Mr. Miracle. I enjoy Strange Adventures. We'll see how it goes. It's it's one-twelfth of the way through. Um, But Omega Men is undisputedly good. Uh, Sheriff of Babylon is excellent as well. I have not read that yet. Wanted to. Shit. I liked Grayson a lot. I was Grayson. carrying a major t- torch for Grayson. I gave a lot of that credit to Tim Seeley, though. Looking back on it now, I can really see what a collaborative effort it was between the two men, and I wish they'd collaborate more. That's fair. Also, arguably, Grayson kind of fell under this purview, editorially speaking, because of how badly he was treated and how they yeah. were like, just, just put him under. Like, no, treat him like he's an obscure fan favorite. Yeah, character. do like, whatever you want. Blow up the concept. We don't give a shit. Exactly. So they really probably had carte blanche to do whatever they wanted with Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Which may account for why that series was so well-regarded. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, uh, before we get into our picks, I wanted to talk about the fact that this show is sponsored. Who is it sponsored by? Well, if you're watching this live, you're the sponsor. All you got to do to sponsor today's show is use the Super Chats, ask a question, make a comment, or read it here on the show, try to weave it in organically into the conversation. Like Rusky9110 here did and said, uh, Hawkeye for Marvel, Kyle Rayner for DC. Uh, those are good picks. Uh, I would argue it's not even necessary for Hawkeye, given the fact that you got the Matt Fraction run. Yes, but... And, uh, uh, Rosenberg yeah. right now. Uh, Hawkeye's pretty well taken care of, all things considered. He'll get a mini series or something every couple of years. Yeah. Uh, he said also, if you were to give an Earth one title to rewrite a major character, which one would mm-hmm. it be? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole Earth One conceit is take ev- it's ultimizing the DC universe. Yeah, they did it with Wonder Woman. I would argue to not spectacularly like groundbreaking efforts. Like right. Wonder Woman is essentially you could have done Earth One Wonder Woman literally in the main continuity. And it really, like, it would have been a reboot, but it wouldn't have been too different. I mean, if you follow the history of that book, what was it? Greg Rucka wanted to write that year one book forever. They didn't let him do it. He left uh, DC, didn't work with them forever until uh, DC Rebirth, where he more or less did his Wonder Woman, I'm sure. Had he gotten to do his year one, it would have looked like that. Right, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but you got Green Lantern, you got Superman, you got Batman, you got a Wonder Woman. I would probably do Green Arrow. Uh, I would probably, I mean, like, well, I don't want to get into it too deeply because these are also picks for the Tom King treatment. Um, (laughs) Eat that horse. I choose spoiler all the way. So many mistakes made by the editors and the character Mm. herself. So much emotional baggage. Mm. Definitely wouldn't want King writing it though. Uh, spoiler. I feel like you could get away with it, but she's too tied to everything else. Yeah. I, I, but I wouldn't want to discount it because I do like the idea of like the of of inverting it a little bit. Because right now the Tom King formula is uh, there's a guy he went through some shit. Thankfully, mm. there is a way more strong and powerful woman by his side who Indeed. helps him through it. And you know. <laughs> And then and then he learns something or dies. Who, who is representative of Tom King's own wife because he just loves that lady a whole bunch and can't stop talking about her and everything he does. Straight up, uh, being married to an incredibly strong, powerful woman, like it, were I given the opportunity to write about one, uh, it would be Tiffany. Like yeah. it, I would use it. So I don't begrudge Tom King at all, particularly because like at least use the ammo in your you know, belt's not uh, sorry about using the, the, the war analogy. I know, you know, he's been through some shit, uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, Alex, good, good writers write what they know. That's the thing. Alex Rathy says, uh, I just wanted to send some cash and say, keep it up. Been loving what you guys do. Love you too. Alex. Thank you very much, man. Uh, so what do you got, Joel? Who, who, who deserves a 12 issue mini? And uh, maybe we can pick an artist for this thing. All right. Well, uh, here's one that just came like to the top of my head when I thought about this. And in fact, I'm sure somewhere on sticky notes in King's office, this is on his list somewhere to eventually do. Etrigan the Demon, cult Etrigan. character. Yeah. yeah, cult cult character gets a mini series every so often. It has a lore, but you know, no one's so married to it that right. it couldn't be blown up. And again, too. Fits very much in the Tom King purview. You know, he's a he's a sad man, Jason Blood, who betrayed <laughs> his king and country for love because he loved Morgan Le Fay, man. But, you know, she broke his heart and everything. And now he has to live with this demon who's like the worst roommate ever. And, ooh, maybe he loses time and doesn't remember what he did, you know, because, you know, King also loves, uh, like, dream logic and everything and unreliable narrators. Right, right. I love the idea of... I mean, the part of it is I, I'm just calling it the Tom King treatment. I don't want necessarily Tom King to write all these things, right? But, okay. But I love the idea of King breaking out of his comfort zone and being like, "Let me write about a de- just a straight up demon." Yeah. Like a magical being. I mean, he did write Swamp Thing both in that one shot and in that Batman story where we find out that Swamp Thing's real dad is Alan Moore. Right. I uh, not only did I hate that book, but I also. Uh, feel like he approaches Swamp Thing from the perspective of a guy. Like, he doesn't really believe that Swamp Thing is the is like a plant. 
Oh, his swamp thing is a total guy. It's a guy. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like with a demon born from hell, attached to a soul of a person, uh, maybe some part of the person imprinted on Tetrigan or copy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it allows him to go like, okay, I'm using a person who isn't a person at all. What do I do with that? Um, Arguably, anybody from New Genesis or Apocalypse is also not a person, but they look like us. They talk like us. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe put a little twist of they live in there where Jason Blood is like, oh, we all have our own inner demons and I can see everyone else's inner demons now and they're all a little different and they all follow behind you and float above you. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I, honestly, considering his predilection for magic recently, I would give Scott Snyder a demon mm. Yeah, how has he never done that? How has he never worked the demon into any of his stuff before? You're abs- and Jock could draw it. Right. Oh, a Jock Snyder Etrican 12-issue mini would be would be amazing. Snyder um, loves himself some architecture, so he could be like, well, you see, uh, Arthurian Victorian architecture would dictate da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, it really depends on how you want the book to look. I mean, like... Because of Tiffany, I'm familiar with the book Once in Future. I would love to see a Kieran Gillen, Dan Mora uh, Etrigan book, but that's literally just, would yeah. you like to do a Once in Future again, but in the DC universe with demons and shit? Uh, but I really like the idea of, of Jock doing Etrigan and Arthurian horrors and whatnot. Oh. Uh, and I think Snyder would have a ball with it. Oh, I mean, there's just so much good stuff there. I Again, we've always said this. I'm shocked that Etrigan doesn't fill a more Hulk-esque role at DC because it's like, come on, he's a guy who turns into a big monster who smashes things. Right? I, I really want to see Etrigan used more prevalently. It would be really fun for them to be like, rather than like make a new one like Rampage, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. why don't we just use the ones we have? Like, You could one-to-one make a kind of magical, insane you know, Arthurian Hulk character. I mean, at the same time, Hulk's kind of been swinging towards the magical element anyway. Easy ever in a big bad way and has been more popular than ever because of it. Yeah. Um, I would love to see... This is a Tom King pitch, by the way. A Jonah Hex Tom King book. Mm, Again, I'm shocked he hasn't done something like that. Maybe, Maybe he doesn't like Westerns. I feel you need to really like a Western to do Jonah Hex. I I really think... The thing is... If you write war stories, if you have, mm. if you are a veteran, you can do a war, you can do a Western story because the West is full of veterans with undiagnosed PTSD yeah. who, who, are, who have been marginalized by society. Like, Which is Jonah Hex all over the place. He's also on the losing side. That too, which I think a lot of writers, even more so now, are afraid to tackle that part where it's like, yeah, he fought for the South, not because he wanted to or anything. It was more of a geography thing, as he is quick to bring up within his own stories. But yeah, not only that, uh, in some versions of the story, he's brutalized and gets the scar because the Union did it to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. He's a complicated character. Very. But if you, man, and you could you could revisit like his experiences and whatnot like you could do two different art like one being the civil war and kind of like it's pastiche Mm -hmm. beautiful kind of like heroic remember this kind of like historic like historical document kind of thing and then yeah the grit is like the now that i'm living in and how like it's it's nothing you know that wasn't what this is 
Yeah, Jonah Hex also has a lot of very prominent, very strong women in his life that could really uh, get the Tom King treatment to either oh, yeah. be the, the lady that he fell in love with when he was growing up with the tribe that took him in and taught him how to track and fight, or Tallulah Black, the hard-drinking, similarly scarred bounty hunter that uh, yeah. Jonah falls in love with later on. Right. Um, and I don't know who would draw it, but it would it would need to be gritty. I hesitate to, I mean, like, Jock could do all of it, so it doesn't, so, but, but I want somebody who, like, has a kind of sketchy quality to them. Like, mm, really, like, yeah. Like Ken Lashley, maybe? Mm, Ken Lashley's a good one. Um, who did that Wonder Woman de- Dead End book? Oh, yeah. Who did do that? Um, but, yeah. So, somebody like that. But, yeah, I think, I think Jonah Hex's time, his, his, Jonah Hex's time is always around the corner. Isn't it? And... I don't know. I think that it could definitely benefit from that. Uh, this Agreed. Was Daniel Warren Johnson? Ah, there you go. So I'd love to see that. These are all, That'd by the cool. way, black label books. Or I don't know if you have any Marvel pitches, but I do. Uh, I, I did not. I stuck this solely to DC. But please tell me some Marvel oh, yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, Irish Tartan uh, ninety two says, "Hey guys, I know Joel has a pretty cool Wildcats pitch a while back. A grizzled, world weary boxer dealing." with his years of fighting and yeah oh, i'm sorry wild cat not wild cat i'm so used to seeing those configuration of letters i immediately assume jim lee's Wildcats. but yeah uh fighting and strain i feel that could fit this bill pretty nicely easily yeah oh yeah you straight you straight up do rocky three with it he's old he's broken down he needs to get the eye of the tiger literally <laughs> yeah I, I would love to see that um josh Hay- john hayes john jays I'd like to see same his take. I had this pitch ready to go, but I'm going to give it to John. Um, his take on Simon Baz for DC. Mm, just to see more Baz stuff in general, I would be super cool with. Right? Uh, he said maybe Century for Marvel. Century is like, yeah, King should be all over Century. Uh, but Century deserves... I don't know if he deserves it anymore. I mean, he's been so run into the ground at this point, And everyone... Like, Jeff Lemire had a century run, which is literally yes, just Miracle Man. Uh, you had... Yeah, kind of is, isn't it? Right. Um, you had Paul Jenkins do a run. You have, like... You have a lot of interpretations. Bendis wrote Century for a while, not in his own book, but in his books. Yeah, um, yeah. So you've seen a lot of takes on Century, and arguably I haven't seen one... So much to the point, he is quite literally his own worst villain. Right. For me... If you were to be really cynical about it, it's like the Sentry is what super what would what the Marvel Universe would do to Superman. Yes, chew him up and spin him out, basically. Right, which I don't agree with. I'm just saying that's like def- that's like a very Kill Bill interpretation of yes. of, of that character because I feel like Superman transcends slash uh, like rises above any of those conventions. Like Superman is the incorruptible. That's why right. there are so many Superman twisted takes why there's so many superman analogs out there because they're like what if superman were this what if superman failed and it's like the the reason you can even think of those things is because superman doesn't exactly what if injustice what if red sun what if about a million other things yeah well i'm talking about people like uh like like superior oh yeah 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 corruptible or whatever you know like those characters well, what about something for Sentry? What if we send Sentry to a world of centuries where everyone is as powerful as <laughs> him? Or or what if Sentry meets a multiversal version of himself who did work out and who is closer to Superman and how that would change his outlook? 
I think that would be very interesting. I would love it, particularly because of the Bob Reynolds element. Like maybe they're all sentries, like they're all powerful, and then, mm. but then you have like a Hulk story essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, ninety-four Evangelion. Hey, love the show. Anyway, about a dark experimental take on Nova. Both Rich and Sam. Yeah, there's definitely some material there. Yeah, definitely. I, I bonded with an alien device, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, you could have them parallel each other. Like you could have a a, a Nova book, but. I don't know if I want to give Nova like an original graphic novel that is separate from everything. Mm. Like I, I don't know if he works all by himself, but you know what? The way to do that is just to test it. That's true. Um, as far as Marvel goes, you know, I'm going to say this. I love, I would love to see a 12 issue mini that is dark, gritty and vertigo esque for sleepwalker. Mm, yeah, that would be again. It's not all Tom King, but Tom King loves dream logic, doesn't he? So, of yeah. course, to give him a character like Sleepwalker, where it's like, no, 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 it's fine. Go nuts. Well, and you could do, like, you could do any number of things. Like, Sleepwalker could be your Sandman uh, yeah. book. Sleepwalker could also be your Fire in the Sky book. Anybody remember Fire in the Sky? Very uh, vaguely. We're Very, very dark movie, and I think... But autobiography, but uh, this is a guy, a regular person who lives in Manhattan who was abducted by aliens and has an alien attached to his like body or whatever that comes out of him when he falls asleep. Conveniently enough, he's never seen him, met him. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, it, it's very suspicious, tinfoil hatty. Like a guy who is who is told by the alien he is possessed by that he's possessed by an alien, and <laughs> no one else can confirm this for him. Ooh, there's a lot you could do with that. Like, you could really play with the whole abductee, paranoid schizophrenia kind of element where it's like, why? I'm, I'm not crazy. You know, and, and also, what was his life before? Because why does it feel like the only people who say they've seen ghosts or had alien encounters right. are people who had really boring or really suspect lives beforehand? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but I think Sleepwalker, I mean, like, Marvel needs to start reconsidering the original graphic novel um i was talking to tiffany actually yesterday about jim shooter and his influence on marvel and how it's like man like jim shooter is many things to many people Mm -hmm. but he pushed it and made stuff and the OGN like initiative, like there's so many original graphic novels that came out from Marvel during that time. And while they're not all winners, most of them aren't, uh, <laughs> there are some like standouts. And more important, they were trying something. And the creators they gave those books to either cashed a check, like there's a John Byrne uh, She-Hulk book, which is like, meh. Uh, but it does set up the status quo that she can never change back to Jen Walters again. Like that was that period. Right. Right. Um, but then you got stuff like into Shambhala from DiMatteis who like takes every shot he's given. Yeah. Um, who's like, I'm going to do a vertigo book with Dr. Strange. Like, <laughs> and still is taking all his shots to this day. DiMatteis is one of the most like prolific and hardworking writers today because he's been doing it for 40 years and never slowed down is no. the thing. Him and Did Jerry I... Conway like should start a club. Of they really should. People who reinvent themselves every 10 years. Yeah, they're what is it? They're the, they're the Madonnas of comics. We never right? look the same twice. Exactly. Uh Dr. Comic Black Adam or Doc Ock, can it be done for villains? Oh yeah, villains <laughs> big time. Villains almost lend themselves to the idea of like an under the microscope analysis of the human condition. Hey, 
here's something darker book. I, Doc Ock, I, I would argue, has had his book. It was called Superior Spider-Man, and it was pretty great, wasn't yeah, it? But I would, I mean, maybe I'd like to see that. If you would like to see a Doc Ock character study book, there is a really oddly, I don't know if it really reads well today, but uh, there's a Spider-Man Unlimited book where he, like, it's him on the cover. It's like three, I don't know, four between three and six. I don't remember what issue it was. Like, why he stunted as a person. Um, that's cool. Black Adam, again, I, I feel like Black Adam's gotten his due, but I don't know, Joel, what do you think? Does Black Adam lend himself to that kind of, like, grounded human experience story? I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff there about the fallen hero, the fallen chosen one, the, you know, you'll be our hero, but he got corrupt. But, you know, it's also one of those path to hell is paved with good intention stories where it's like, well, how about instead of just saving the world, which will always be in trouble, I'll just save Condock. I'll just save my part. Oh, no, I lost my wife and son <laughs> in, in the process. I'm basically Vader. Right. I think that's the approach. Just make him Darth Vader. Yeah, I'm literally just Darth Vader, although he never quite gets his redemption moment because comics are the way it are. Yeah. Where it just goes on forever, and it's like, well, what? He's not going to, like, throw Wizard Shazam into, like, uh, what is it, into the engines or something like that, <laughs> or the Council Wizard. But maybe he could in a 12-issue black label. Maybe he's just like, no, you, you know, Lords of Order are totally bullshit. I yeah. hate you, Wizards. I'm going to blow it all up is what I'm going to do. Let let man rule man. That'd be kind of a baller book, actually. Okay, that lends itself to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Pester says, uh, could he do a good Jonah Hex? I think that would be interesting. I agree, Taylor. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry it took so long getting to you. Um, but thank you. The fake Grant Morrison, Dead Man, feels like a character ready to have his life further shoved down the drain. Yeah. You say Dead Man, I say Resurrection Man, oh. the short-lived one from uh, Abnett and Lanning, a guy whose power is literally I die and come back and I don't wear a costume and I'm in a world of superheroes. And, you know, what do I see when I die and come back? You know, what what great mysteries are imparted on me? And I think he's immortal to the thing that killed him last, or he has like powers yeah. that are from the thing that killed him last as well. Where it's yes, like, and it, yeah, and it's and it's nano machines, but like you could easily change that magic. around. Magic, <laughs> yeah, you magic. gotta make it magic. And, you know, you could even say, too, where it's like, well, how long has he been alive for? How long will he live in the future? Maybe a Resurrection Man book, like in 2099, where it's just him and Rachel Ghoul and Vandal Savage and all these people who live forever and they're the last ones on Earth fighting each other. Right. Re Resurrection Man Beyond. Uh, hey, I, there you go. I love the idea of Resurrection Man meet, becoming one of the immortals, but from the like later end. You know, like how mm -hmm. Vandal Savage and Rachel Gould started like way back here, but Resurrection Man started here, but they're all going to meet at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. A a all these immortal characters who will meet at the end of time. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of, of Resurrection Man. Um, Dead Man is just a cool design, so like anything that Very lends himself so. to Dead Man is a good idea. He's he's also funny too. Is the other thing like Boston Brand is kind of funny. Yes. So it's like it's like how do you balance that? Where it's like yeah, you know the world is dark and horrible and chaotic, but you know, but you gotta laugh about it. Right. <laughs> That's you fair. could do do some really dark humor with Dead Man, right? Some really like you know uh, uh, you know funny as you stubbing your toe, hilarious as you falling down an open manhole cover. Right. Uh, speaking of funny, here's a character that I think is probably around the corner in terms of Tom King treatments. Plastic Man. 
Agreed, one hundred. Plastic Man is number one on my list. Actually, you and I are on the same way. Right, do, you want, well, do you want to put a pin in Plastic Man? We'll wait for him because, like, I want to hear that pitch. But like, Plastic... I don't. I don't actually have oh, a pitch. I just like, knew that's one of the one he was gonna do. Right, because because pla- it's like you look at the bright. It's literally the disparity of the bright and colorful, bombastic, outgoing character mm-hmm. who is actually really insecure and miserable behind the scenes. Like, and his story is dark because he used to be a criminal. Right, and then he had a bunch of goo spilled on him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the visual horror, the body horror alone for Plastic yeah. Man, plus the whole like psychological misery of being a person who can never be like himself. You know, like mm. I, I'm, I'm, my power is becoming other things. Yes, because uh, I don't know who I am, man. I wish Jeff Lemire would take a crack at that, like Animal Man era Jeff Lemire, because there yes. was a lot of body horror and stuff in that book too that I think would work great for Plastic Man. Yeah, I agree. Official Brolin finally getting some girls in here, not uh, in super chats. I mean, in, I think Madame Xanadu would be a fantastic mm-hmm, character mm-hmm, for the treatment. Mm-hmm. She's one of those people that know that you know of, but you never really read. No, yes, I, I completely agree. True. You never see Madame Xanadu unless you watched the Swamp Thing show. Oh, was she in that eventually? She is a major character. She shows up in episode one. Oh, hot day. That's right, she did. And she's like, oh, and that's Madame Xanadu in the corner. Yeah, and she's a major play. And I'm like, and Tiffany was like, what the hell is this show? Uh, but yeah, no, I love the idea of a Madame Xanadu book. Madame Xanadu is a good idea anyway. Um, because, yeah, like, nobody does anything with her. Here's my pitch. I thought of this one instantly, and I'm kind of uh, dovetailing off something they did in Young Justice. Madame Xanadu is a real-life magic user, real-life psychic, can talk to the dead, everything yep. else like that. And she goes around busting and punishing fake mediums and ah. scamsters and ghost show people who are making a living off, you know, claiming to be in touch with the paranormal when, in fact, they're actually causing more damage than right. good. Yeah. Who's that guy? Uh he he used to uh, debunk, like, fake oh, psychics. Uh, yes, I know the guy. He has a great documentary called An Honest Liar. James Randi. James Randi, thank you. She's the James Randi of the DC Universe. She is the James Randi. I fucking love that. And then, like, you see her personal life, and it's like, well, look, you know, they're going to keep doing it, you know, Madame Xanadu. You know, your own life is falling apart because, you know, there's just, like, a new scamster every day who exactly. you're trying to hunt down. Yeah. That's a book on you don't even need to black label that or, or 12 issue mini of that. That's just the nudes is Adam Dan- Madam Xanadu book. I, l- I love that so much. And then, of course, you can work in some villains there where it's like, oh, turns out the ghost adventure crew is actually being controlled by, uh, by whatever. Like, by <laughs> insert Fel- Felix Faust. There you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Bell. I'd love to see what they what could be done with Resurrection Man. Uh, jo- so will Joel. <laughs> yeah, you, you and me both, man. We should yeah. form a club. <laughs> a good call, Dennis. Uh, Jamie Wild. Uh, my usual hello to Comic Pop. Hello, Jamie. I uh, hope you haven't said this one yet, but hear me out. Steve Ditko creation, The Creeper, would be incredibly interesting. Mm. Extremely interesting. Yeah, I agree. The Creeper. The Creeper is underutilized. You see him every once in a while. He showed up in Unkillables. Yes, which makes you think like, hey, can Tom Taylor take a swing at this guy? Maybe, maybe like a three issue or something. I, I think everybody wants Tom Taylor to take a crack at their favorite character at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my introduction to the Creeper was from the Batman animated series. I was like, likewise. What? I remember seeing him. Like once I saw him in the show, I was like, oh, that's who's in the background of all those big wide shots, <laughs> yeah, like in yeah. Millennium or in the Death of Superman and whatnot. 
He's but, Joker, uh, but not Joker. He's Freakazoid, but not Freakazoid. Yeah, but Jack Ryder being like having his life ruined and becoming the creep. Like, yes, Creeper also matches the Tom King format. Got to be red and or <laughs> it's like colors, bright yeah. colors. Um, but yeah, incidentally, that character is uh, also used a lot. Like he shows up all over the place. He's definitely got a fan following. Uh, keeping with uh, what is it? The hey, let's get some ladies in here too. Yeah. Uh, Spy Smashers, particularly the Gail Simone Birds of Prey version of Spy Smasher, who is like a Lady Jack Bauer for the government, who does bad things but for the greater good. And you know what does that do to the human soul, man? Right. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I know virtually nothing about Spy Smasher besides that the costume sucks. It kind of does, and it's a holdover from the Golden Age, and I think actually it's a holdover from Fawcett Comics too. I think you're right. Um, I love the I love the idea of taking a character that like you would almost argue doesn't exist. You know, like oh, you made up this mm. character; they really fit in the Golden Age. No, actually, they really did exist, and I'm doing something with them finally. And in term, in, in actuality, I'm staying true to their roots too. Like I love when you find out a character had always existed and then do something kind of relevant with them now. You you could totally do like the kind of legacy story thing. Like issue one starts with the original dude spy smasher. And I don't know, he finds like a Nazi super weapon or something and has to hide it away. And then, you know, in modern times, the female spy smasher has to finish what they started. And you kind of do like a double edged story. Right, right. I'd be cool with that. Okay kind of an unfinished business type thing. Also, too, you know, you got all those modern spy shows now that you could totally, like, uh, draw upon, like The Americans, and, like, what's that other one? Oh, yeah. uh, home, H- Homeland. You could do Spy Smasher via Homeland. Okay, that's not bad. That's Greenland. Or maybe... That's, that's money. There you go. Let, let, yeah, like, maybe she has, like, an undiagnosed mental illness or something she's trying to work through while also being the Spy Smasher. Right. Uh, Robbie Miller mentioned Sergeant Rock by Garth Ennis. I mean, yeah, that like that literally writes itself, pays for itself. Um, boy, boy, I'm shocked that hasn't happened. I would do it only if you got one of the Cuberts to do it. Because mm, Joe Kubert yeah. kind of, like, made his bones drawing Sergeant Rock. And I would have just had Joe Kubert do it anyway or ink it at the very least. But because he's not with us anymore, I would definitely have one of his sons work on it. Um, that would be nice. And, and on the same turn, actually, a character that spun out of Sergeant Rock uh, was actually more of a Vertigo character, but did show up in DC Comics, if only for a minute. The Unknown Soldier. Yeah. Hey. Another, what a, what a cool drawing. Right. <laughs> what a cool drawing. Write a cool story about them. And that's the best thing about the Unknown Soldier. You don't really know their name most of the time. There's maybe been two, but there's probably been an Unknown Soldier in every war because it's a mantle. Call it the Unknown Soldier war stories and literally have each 12 issue take place during a different American war. I think that's just a book. (laughs) Yeah, that is. That's just a book. Just do that. Um, Another pitch I had was just like, when when are they just going to go, yeah, we can't do an ongoing, let's just 12 issue, like, let's just 12 issue, issue Maxi Hawkman. Yeah. They've done it. They have. I, I, I cite Hawkworld, but uh, Hawkman is a character who looks awesome, that mm-hmm. everybody says they like, but there are very... There, there, there are a very small vocal group of people who actually know anything about Hawkman. 
Is his Vendetti book still going right now? I, I don't know. I want to say it is actually, which is kind of amazing, because if so, I think this is the longest a Hawkman book has run for for a while. Yeah, and by the way, Vendetti's a good pick for Hawkman, so... Yes, he definitely seems to give a shit. Yeah, but I think I'd be more quick to pick up a, like, self-contained Hawkman story that is, like, a little more, I don't know, a little more about something very focused and specifically based. I, uh, I pitched before, I want like uh, the shield via space cop via Hawkman, where it's like, oh, but he's, huh. a dir- he's a dirty space cop, you see. He breaks the rules to get the job done. <laughs> you know, uh, apropos of that, I think, you know, a Marvel character that would deserve the, 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 uh, the Tom King treatment and actually give him like a fair shake like would would approach it from his perspective US agent mm-hmm. in the same in the same vein where it's like you're crappy captain america like yes i i love the idea of actually tackling a conservative superhero with yeah. earnestness like with not with an agenda not with a plan not with a thing to say from either side i'm just saying like do an honest like this you know, and I and I was thinking Tom King because it's like there's no way he didn't know, or guys with, like this, guys like John Walker. And so it would like, probably be very honest. You're right. Yeah, like this is my friend, and he does have these values, mm. and you can see why. And sometimes it's hard to like him, but he is in the costume, isn't he? Well, and he's not like not that he's not wrong, but it's more like he's coming at it from a perspective of honesty. Like mm-hmm. he believes what he's saying, right? Um, yeah, there's definitely something there. Yeah, just I, I think there's something with U.S. Agent that you could do honestly today that isn't just he's a guy that everybody else doesn't like. Like I, I read uh, Force Works 2020 the other day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it and he shows up and he's exactly as he was w- the last time you saw him. Yeah. Except I think. Brubaker did something more real with him before that, but like the, the, there was that, and also Tanahasi. He's actually oh. showing up all over the place because he's going to be in that new show. Tanahasi Coates is writing him in Captain America, and he's being a little bit more thoughtful with Good. him there. I think. Okay, cool. Because I want to see he, that. Because because okay. uh, there's this whole bit where U.S. agent like runs after Captain America. It's like, oh, they say you killed General Ross. Oh, I gotta bring I gotta bring you in now, Steve. <laughs> he's like, God. He's like, God damn it, John. Do you believe everything you're told? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, yes, I do. He's like, he's like, all right. You know, we're gonna have a big long talk when we're done, John, and we're gonna see eye to eye. But I have to hit you right now because <laughs> I'm busy. Right. That's... And then to kind of uh, sell the idea that maybe Walker might be trying to build his own super team now, independent of Captain America. Right. And that he's recruiting like a new version of Scourge to join him. Okay. And I'm like, that's very interesting where it's like, look, you know, Captain America keeps shunning me and putting me out. So now I'm going to create the alternate Captain America right. the team. Fa- the fact is the Avengers don't ever want me. Like, yeah. the fact is I'm never going to be a whatever Avengers material means. Mm-hmm. So I'll just make my own Avengers. With Blackjack and hookers. Taylor Pester, a Tom King Spectre book could be interesting. Uh, it could yeah. be either Corrigan or Alan. I, it would most likely be Corrigan. Shalvey would be a good artist. I, a cool artist. I agree. Shalvey needs to draw mm-hmm. Spectre. Um, that would look nice. And King would do it. would do a good job. Um, you know, Spectre easily lends himself to the Tom King treatment. No, definitely. I would just give it to friggin' uh, uh, Demetrius. 
Mm, that'd be nice. He likes magic and stuff. I think he's also written for the Spectre before. Not much, but I think he has. That Constantine City of Demons movie was pretty fucking dope, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, Just do that with the Spectre. I'm down for all of that. Right? Uh, Deconitan, the answer is more next wave. (laughs) (laughs) Always more next wave. Just bring back more next wave. I can't believe that Marvel never gave Ellis more next wave. Because it's such a big, it's such a cult thing, isn't it? It would cost very little to get it done. I'm sure it wouldn't. I mean, is Ellis working on anything at the moment? I don't think so. Isn't he? Isn't he doing the the Batman Grave book? Oh, that's right, Batman's Grave. But so he didn't is. Did you write that like two years ago? Yeah, so apparently it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Derek M, give Nova a book like Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, a Nova Corps book is just waiting to happen. Mm. Um, I like the and that's just a Green Lantern book. Like Marvel should have when when Johns was rebuilding the core and he had all those colors. Mm-hmm, Marvel mm-hmm. should have gone. Yeah, we should probably have a Green Lantern book. Like, there's a demand for lanterns. Yeah, yeah. There's a demand for a core of space adventurers slash cops who yep. who are part of a thing. And everybody is, like, crazy looking, but they all have the same matching uniforms. Like, there's a there's a market for that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm shocked they've never just straight up done the Nova Core book. Yeah. Rusky says, I uh, can't think of a name specifically. To do that was obviously during, like, Son of M. And, yeah. uh, and and uh, the 198 or whatever. Because um, now you don't need to do that. Because um, they, they could just kill themselves in a creepy sex cult with Apocalypse <laughs> and come back, reborn. Uh, uh, man, I love the Crucible as a concept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's they're, so creepy. It, the, the character you're thinking of is Bailey Hoskins. And the mm. book you want is called Worst X-Man Ever. Ever, yeah. It is excellent. No pun intended. It's just so good, but it's like his power is very specific and he can never really gain anything from it. Uh, I would read that. Logan Babcock Babcock says, my study abroad in Azerbaijan ended early because of the coronavirus. Of course, as it is. sorry. Only bright side is that in the U.S. I can use Super Chat to support my favorite YouTubers. (laughs) That's that's not a bad bright side. Thank you, sir. Uh, gotta, gotta find the silver lining. Yeah, Tom King Swamp Thing one shot. Does it justify a mini? Uh, for a lot of people, it does. Not me, but uh, for a lot of people, I think like people like. I mean, it won a freaking Eisner, didn't it? Yeah, I think it did. Or at the very least, a Harvey Award. But it was like people loved that, and I think folk expect King to do great things with Swamp Thing. Um, I, I think I preferred Swamp Thing showing up in Batman, where he basically just punked Batman the whole issue, where it's right. like, hey, so my so my parents went to heaven, right? There's a heaven, there's an afterlife. Bye, Batman. No, wait, you got to tell me before you go. Nope, I'm going now. No. It's like the same thing as, would you want to see a Tom King Moon Knight? Mm. You know, like, I think everyone wants that, like, oh, like superficially, but, mm. like, isn't that a little too on the nose? little bit you know it's also equally on the nose and he's clearly a fan of this character so i'm shocked he hasn't pitched this nemesis who the hell is nemesis exactly nemesis is a dc spy character whose deal is is that he's such an amazing master of disguise he's he's literally dana carvey he can more or less become another person become another person Mm -hmm. and his name is tom (laughs) 
and he showed up in Heroes in Crisis. Uh. He was there a couple times, so much to the point people thought, oh, well, Nemesis has to be involved in this because Nemesis can turn into other people. Surely Nemesis is one of these other dead flashes now. No. I just wanted I just I was just given a list of who I could kill. He's also a super spy and his name is Tom. And I think that would just be way too perfect <laughs> because uh, what is it? Tom King puts a lot of himself in his character. So here you go. This guy's a spy and he's really good at it. And right. his name is Tom. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. I mean, maybe that's a little too on the nose. Maybe a little bit, but there's something you could do that about a master of disguise who is always losing themselves because they're so good at what they do. Totally. Uh, edit station says, I suggest warlord. He's a war veteran. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I love the idea. I mean, Tom King would definitely probably do a Warlord book. Mm. If you're not familiar with Warlord, he looks like Thor and He-Man yeah, at once. Yeah, he does. Um, I have almost bought the entire Warlord series, like, every time I'm in the comic book <laughs> store, because the, like, there's, like, the first 20 issues or whatever are always available. Yeah, um, but yeah, but you know, you've probably know. seen him in bit parts in Justice League and other stuff because other seen writers friggin' anywhere except in his own book on the rack elsewhere. Like literally, I never see Warlord anywhere except in that book. Well, I mean, I'm saying like in the Justice League cartoon and bit. Oh, part, is he even up. in the cartoon? <laughs> I think he is. I think they do a whole episode where Warlord shows up for a minute. <laughs> Because, again, clearly the people writing this show are nerds, and it's like, hey, man, let's deep cut the fuck out of this. Right? Uh, Warlord is, if you, he's essentially a Conan-type, like, 70s, you know, mm. oh, let's do that kind of ripoff character. Sword and sand. Speaking of deep cuts, and I'm shocked no one's done this, probably, uh, you know, out of respect to the original creator, let's do something with Aztec again. Let's blow up the okay. Aztec concept. Yeah! I mean... I mean, in, in an era of Black Mirror and fears about technology and everything, that's literally Aztec's deal, you know, ooh, you know, uh, a futuristic, you know, tech cult that, you know, reveres old Aztec mythology and everything. Can't do something with that? Yeah. Plus, I mean, I think that's a Grant Morrison creation, so... Yes, it is. Why not just give it to Grant Morrison and be like, bring back Aztec, do a thing? Aztec 2020. Yeah, the thing about it is, and and this is where I was like, kind of going, like this is where I was coming from when I came up with this topic. I was like, you know, it used to be that editors would go to their bullpen and say, "I want to see this. Who wants to make mm. that happen?" Or "You make that happen." Um, that's kind of my idea. Where it's like they go to different authors and go, "Like, hey, can you do?" Like a Sleepwalker mini? Like, mm. do you have anything with that? Is there, is there anything from there? Um, though, when it comes to the big two, I, I find it hard to believe that there aren't an ocean of pitches that are identical to whatever ideas we come up with. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Debashish Maptra says, uh, Martian Manhunter, more alien than Vision, more lonely than Batman, and an ex-cop. Sure, he can work with that. He, he literally has it all. In fact, you know, anything you do with Martian Manhunter is probably going to end up being a 12 issue mini maxi <laughs> anyway. So, That's very you know, true. <laughs> I mean, he had a run where they're like, oh, we're going to retcon him. And now he was a dirty space cop again, kind of like my pitch was for Hawkman. Yep. And again, I think it ended after 12 issues anyway. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want with Martian Manhunter because he's like, oh, no, I remembered the death of the Martians differently this time because I. <laughs> 
because I always do every time someone new writes me, hey, why are you afraid of fire? Several reasons, depending on who you read. Are you weak to fire or are you psychosomatically afraid of fire? Yeah, well, according to Jeff Johns, yes. Also, maybe <laughs> also maybe the Yellow Lanterns killed my people. Maybe the White uh, Martians killed my people. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Just Sometimes there's Red book. Martians. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Vu, my only problem with Tom King's writing style is that he breaks characters down, and recently he hasn't been building them up, and he yeah. always makes everything feel unrealistic. That's funny, because like most people's you know accolade for him is that he makes it realistic is that he's, he's grounding these characters. Um, he's certainly breaking them down. And you're right about like, it's easy. I was saying to my mom the other day where it's like, it's easy to break things. Mm. It's harder and it ta- it's, it's quicker and easier to break something than it is to build something. Definitely. And uh, while it's more satisfying, like it's satisfying in a fleeting sort of way. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort, work, time, and you're never sure where it's going to end up if you're building something. And so, I, uh... Yeah. I always use the sweater analogy, especially for Tom King's run on Batman. It's like, oh, you're pulling some pretty big strings here, Tom. Oh, you pull. Okay, now the sweater is unfurling. It's unfurling. Okay, are you going somewhere with this? What are you going to do with the string? And I'm just holding string here at the end of 80 issues. Okay. Right. I guess hopefully someone else will have some kind of needles. Yeah. To put that back together. And in comes James Tyne. And no, I got this, man. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Here's a Moriarty ripoff. Name the designer. Okay, I'm glad you said Moriarty, too, because I'm like, okay, so clearly that's what the designer is, right? Much as Batman is referenced to Zorro, the designer was a super criminal, a gentleman thief who battled a great detective. Yeah, but the great detective looks like Zorro. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Cash Money in the Bank, uh, thank you very much, man, says, where's my 12-issue Elmer Fudd mini? Uh, I guarantee you that's in a drawer in Tom King's house. Without a doubt, he has so much more to tell us about Elmer Fudd in this film noir Looney Tunes world. Right. I don't get it. Like, I get it superficially. Mm. You're like, ha ha ha. But also, you're really doing it, though. Like, it's it's like when your friend like is like, dare me to eat this ketchup packet? And you're like, mm. yeah. And then he does. But he eats like seven of them. And you're like... We have to get back to class, man. Like, <laughs> it, it is that thing where it's like, oh, it's fun. You actually did film noir Frank miller ties Elmer Fudd. Ha ha ha, what a funny joke that you're only going to do once. <gasps> no, I'm going to keep bringing it back, and I'm actually going to make that canon in the main thing. Like, oh, oh, so you're taking the joke seriously then. Right. It, it, it's almost like antagonistic. Like, I'm mad you made me do it, so I'm going to keep reminding you that you made me do that. It, and you can't escape it in my run because it's going to keep coming back. Right. I'm going to keep referring to the. No, you thought it was a good idea. You loved this idea. You told me I had to write Batman Elmer Fudd. So he's a character now, and he has a bar, and there's a whole thing. Like, yep. oh, okay, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I gave <laughs> you this assignment. Like, yeah, really. But you work for a company, and I'm gonna give you assignments. Like, you don't don't punish me every time I go offer you something that's dumb. I'm also gonna have a whole issue with basically no dialogue, and the joke is going to be the Joker at the end going meep meep like the Roadrunner. Uh, John Jay says actually, outside of superheroes, he could do a great job based around Guile from Street Fighter for Udon. Uh I have no opinion. I have no dog in that fight. Guy's knock yourself cool. out. He's got the blonde crew cut. He can do sonic booms. <laughs> I'm sure he has depth in the Udon book. I I haven't picked up a... Si- I have one. It was given to me. I've hey never man, read it. 
hey man, do you want to see the origin of the sonic boom? It's tragic. I'm sure. Because <laughs> that's what it's for all. Kyle's these. gay, and his the guy he loved was in the air force, and oh uh, yeah. Doom two eight one four says a Spectre book by King or someone else. I like that. <laughs> Spectre, obviously, yes. Uh, like we said, D. Mateus, twelve issue mini. He gets to do whatever he wants. Similar and the similar vein, Phantom Stranger, because there is like stuff that is canon about it, but stuff that no one really cares about. So you could blow up the Phantom Stranger concept if you really wanted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of like who would draw a cool Spectre book. I really like Tom Mandrake, who did Spectre, uh, but, you know, I don't want it to feel too old. With Spectre 2, because it's a title, you could easily just create a brand new Spectre for that series if you wanted. The thing is, yeah, like, there have been two, there have been multiple Spectres. Hal Jordan is one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he still looks the same, unless it's Hal Jordan. So, yeah, you could literally just make up a whole new Spectre. You uh, really could. Luke Verillo, what about Ray Palmer's Adam? What's he been up to since Identity Crisis? He got <sighs> lost. Did he? Because, yeah, because I remember he was on that Justice League of America book for a bit. Yeah, remember when he got lost and they made, and they made a new Adam? And she was going to yes. work for him? Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. That did happen. Yep. Uh, and they just never answered that story, nor did they answer, hey, where's Power Girl these days? Oh, she's also trapped in another universe. And the other Power Girl was going to go looking for her, too. <laughs> you, you, by the way, could easily Tom Kingify Ray Palmer. Oh, yeah, making a body horror story. He I can't did stop that. shrinking. Oh, did they? No, I mean, he used another character, but he did that in Heroes in Crisis. The guy's like, oh. my characters, I, I shrink. That's and then I right. wake up, and I'm in an ocean of fabric, and I... Blue Jay, that's Blue Jay. right. I remember, if, watch our episode on back issues on it, because Ethan is just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. pretty horrifying. Yeah, that's right. Wow, so that's a ready-made pitch. Already good for Adam. Already good to go. Uh-oh. Yep. Lost you, boy. Uh, Master Terrence says, uh, <laughs> how about Punisher? I feel like that's one of those on-the-nose ones, but the question is and whether Tom King... feels like it's King... been done to death. Does Tom, does Tom King like... Do you, think Tom, do you think Tom King would like the Punisher? I wonder. I really, really do. I that's feel a like damn he good doesn't, question. based on how he treated Batman. That's true. If he doesn't like Batman for the things that, you know, he claims are wrong with him, then he really won't like Frank Castle, who does all the same things to the nth degree. Right. Like for me, I, I my interpretation of Tom King's Batman is he's like, Batman isn't a hero. I'm a hero. Like mm -hmm. Batman is like an asshole. He's a spoiled rich kid who never learns yeah, and doesn't follow the rules. And do like, if you want to make a difference, you enlist or you join the police force or you like you, 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 you follow the proper channels but like people idolize and worship batman and you know that and that there's a problem with that mm. if, if you were to do a punisher book yeah it would be like no because punisher is not batman like punisher is i went to war i had a hard time i came back and an accident happened that killed my family and i and i'm so upset and angry that i just murder people for it like yes I, he didn't train like, you know, what I mean, his training comes from the U.S. government, which is actually mm. even more of a violation, I think, for him. Indeed. Where it's like you you perverted the skills you were given by your commanding I, officers. I, I'm sure you've had this conversation with Jowen, too, who is our mutual friend and who also served and who also says that, yeah, that is the messed up part of the Punisher for anyone who's actually ever been in the service. Yeah. 
that this guy's breaking every single rule about, you know, you don't escalate, you don't uh, use those tactics on home soil, and yet here he is doing all these things. Yeah. Uh, I like, I think Frank Miller would do a good Punisher. I think, uh, you know, obviously Garth Ennis did the def- like a definitive version of Punisher. Yeah. Um, it's people who who are like, you, the only people who, the best people to write Punisher are either people who are hyper aware of how wrong and terrible he is. Yeah. Or people who just genuinely believe that there should be a guy who puts on a t-shirt and solves problems. It's true. Um, those are the two camps you have. Otherwise it gets dangerous. Otherwise it becomes like kind of like a dog whistle. Yes. It becomes like a being like, isn't this guy great? You know, isn't this like, you know, a, a like a not so secret warship of this dude. You're know, like, uh, look at Chip Zdarsky's daredevil run where it's like, there's regular people in, uh, Hell's Kitchen to like put on Daredevil masks and try to like help make their community better. Loved that issue. Can you imagine if it was a Punisher shirt instead? Uh, Jason Aaron kind of already did that at the end of his Marvel Knights run, actually. Mm. Well, there you go. That's a really terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 but it was okay though because this was during the banking crisis and they were only hurting like you know rich bankers and you know like uh, pharmaceutical CEOs and everything. Oh my god, <laughs> that's 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 literally how that book ends, everyone. And it's great too because Nick Fury's watching this on TV and they're like, oh, people are putting on Punisher shirts now and dueling out justice. And Nick Fury's like, fucking a, no, yeah. Uh, lucha dandy if y'all are okay with some star wars comics i'd be fascinated to see king do a captain rex mini that oh. hugely depends on his knowledge of star wars and what's canon yeah i promise mm-hmm. you he wouldn't read a single star wars book he wouldn't watch no, clone wars and he wouldn't talk to uh the dude who's in charge of that whole universe baloney uh Filoni, thank you uh yeah so that being i think he'd do a great job about a clone war veteran that he could create and could be his original guy. But you would hate his Captain Rex book because he would not know anything about Rex. Anything about Rex. And also, too, it's like we've kind of already gotten all those stories with Rex for seven seasons of Clone Wars and Rebels that happens afterwards when he's a old man. I think there is a lot of really good Rex content. Yeah, you don't need more Rex. Uh, more would only diminish the character. It's uh, true. Like, I think they basically told all the great stories they're going to tell with him, and they told quite a few. That's true. Uh, Subaru Delo uh, says, uh, first time catch up on the live show, but it's 1 a.m. in my time zone. I need to sleep. Oh, wow. We'll watch tomorrow. You two stay healthy and take my poor money. <laughs> thank oh. you very much, man. Listen, uh, thank you for staying with us, uh, and thanks for catching us on the repeat. Um, see much you guys when you wake up. Kyle Johnson, hey, guys, can't talk long, but would but I would like, I would kill for a Hank Pym boom by mm-hmm. tom king or book by tom king yeah i would love to see a hank pym book i just want to see a justice for hank pym book like but it's we always think we're gonna get it like during that infinity crisis thing when they're like no 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 you know uh, uh the, the good version of hank pym is still <laughs> alive in pymtron somewhere and he's gonna come out at the end of this story and we're gonna get him back and then they're like nah nah nobody wants him they they had they had the perfect layup ready to go. It was right there, and at the end, they're just like, nah. They always have a layup. Secret Invasion. He was a scroll the whole time. The whole time. That's all you needed to do. Now nah, we're good. No one would argue. Uh, eat that horse. Speaking of people making made of goo, I vote <laughs> Matrix Supergirl. Her '90s series kind of already was that kind of character study, but no one used her for years. Yeah, she's really weird. I like Very. the idea of, of of getting into that character. I don't know if... 
well, King wouldn't give a shit about that character. But no, like, and also I don't know if DC wants to remind you that that was a thing because they're the already problem. having enough trouble with their Supergirl book at the moment. Exactly. You you have the real Supergirl, and they're ha- the the real Supergirl has been a Red Lantern and like all kinds of crap. No one knows what to do with her. To remind people there was another Supergirl who was like who was merged with an angel or whatever. Like it, it's mm-hmm. her comp her her complicated past is complicated. Yeah, the book also just got canceled again just recently. Uh, Talia, oh oh god. I was gonna say, also, if you want more Matrix Supergirl, just follow that writer to their creator-owned series where they basically brought them in in everything but name. Right. Uh, Talia Espin, Richard Ryder focusing on him losing everything in Annihilation and Cancerverse still plaguing him. Um, Yeah, I mean, they should have done that when they brought him back. Um, I mean, Ewing is kind of trying to touch on that right now with his big thing of like, you guys never came to get me all those years later. Yeah, which I like that idea. That's that's cool. If uh, anyone has the right to be pissy, it's like I was in the cancer verse. Right. <laughs> you, you guys save everyone. You guys do so much and you never thought to come back for me. What no. the fuck? <laughs> uh, Chris Williams, Silk or Eddie Brock. You're getting both of those, I think. Honestly, like I think Silk is Silk's getting a new book. And uh, Donny Cates' as Eddie Brock is more interesting and deep than he's ever been, ever, ever. 100%. I did not like the character nope. before this run. Now I'm totally in on it. Right. Fallen Angel XOO, Lady Blackhawk, or better yet, Kane slash Hawkfire. Yeah, Lady Blackhawk for sure. Just the Blackhawks in general. The Blackhawks should have a book. And I think they will if that Spielberg movie ever gets off the ground. I mean, they did have a book for a bit. It's just, you know, war comics are a hard sell. They are a hard sell. J. Joseph Frazier, thank you very much, man. Uh, How about an Iris West book, possibly playing on how living with speedsters who can change continuity affects a normal person. Also, a way way to separate her from being a discount Lois Lane. Ooh, I kind of like that. That would be like a good three-issuer. Yeah, like a a time traveler's wife, but with uh, speedsters kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, and her life keeps changing, but sometimes she remembers and it threatens to drive her crazy. Yeah, I like that a lot. I love the idea of a person affected by crises who, like, loves the people who fuck it up, but also hates Mm -hmm. them because, like, they can never... Because, like, what is reality? Nothing they do matters. Yeah, wow, that... The existential dread. That's a Rick and Morty episode, right? (laughs) Deconaton Rambo said she was gaslighted about her time in Next Wave and that they all remember, despite nobody else recalling it, make a book about Next Wave uncovering the truth about what happened to them. Huh. I like the idea of a Monica Rambo book. Yes, just in general. Yeah, that, Photon needs a book. Um, I was definitely. Captain America. That, I, I was Captain Marvel. That's what the book should be called. Yeah, really? I like that a lot, actually. Or I am Captain Marvel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I am Spock. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Luke Varillo, Taskmaster 2, especially after the, the the Black Widow trailer. Yeah, Taskmaster were there. I guess this trailer, I don't know if you saw it, but they were I like, did. okay, so people are worried about Taskmaster. Let's see him doing shit. Oh, look at that. He watched the airport fight. <laughs> How awesome. See, my thing about Taskmaster 2 is like, no one gives a shit who Anthony Masters is under the mask. They nope. like that he's a cool skeleton man who can copy your moves. That's why I am 90% sure the twist in Black Widow is he, uh, Taskmaster is going to be someone else under the mask. Yeah, it's going to be like female Black It's going to be the new Black It's going to be Yelena Belova. It's, like, it's going to be her sister. Yep. It's going to be like a Natasha clone. It's going to be something. It'll either be, well, because the CG can be anything. It'll either be fake Black Widow. Like it'll be Natasha, but a clone. Yeah. I was, assu- my money was on um, the sister. But now Same. that we're seeing a lot more Rachel Weiss, maybe it's her. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that too. Which, because isn't like one of the other ladies there uh, in the comics, isn't she also Iron Maiden, who's like an Iron Man villain? So that oh. makes sense. Oh, 
Uh, Robbie Miller and the New Gods by Neil Gaiman. Oh, Neil Gaiman needs to take over a book from DC into a 12-issue mini, yes. That'd be pretty sweet. Especially New Gods, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some pitches. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell tell a story about stories. Right, come on, Gaiman, let's do this. Uh, Rusky, what about the question? I was going to suggest Rorschach, but then realized it could be done without... Matching, marching out the corpse of Watchmen and parading it around for pennies. Uh, yeah. There's already a Black Label question book right now. Yes, that's also questioned throughout history. And it's pretty good. It's a continuation yeah. of that author's run. Uh, so check out the question. I think it's three issues. Yes, the the many deaths of Vic Sage, I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah, the deaths of Vic Sage. It's it's very true detective, very first season true detective. It's also very question. Like if you also liked that. the old question, you'll love this. What I like about that book is that they're not afraid to make uh, make Vic Sage an asshole. Right. Well, it's black label, and also it's the question. They're like nobody's reading it anyway. Whatever. <laughs> it's 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 like look, he can save the day, but he'll also be a real prick about it. Right. Mikey Jesus or Guesses says uh, Tom writes really strong relationship drama. Must be a good couple for. Must be a good couple for it. I mm. say Starfire, Nightwing, set in the past, but there must be better ideas. Um, he d- he does like Nightwing. He does have a very good soft spot for Dick Grayson, even though he seems to not like Batman that much. Whenever <laughs> Dick showed up, he was actually pretty well written until he shot him in the head. Right. I love the idea of a like the loves of Dick Grayson book, where it's like, mm. or a twelve issue mini, just because. You saw his approach to that in Vision, where we saw like a whole issue dedicated to how Vision handled his relationship with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see a book where you see all the people that Dick Grayson loved. I mean, he slept with Huntress, Starfire, Batgirl, mm. like, and those are very strong characters who have very different relationships with him and have very different <laughs> impacts on him. And those are just the ones we know about. That's not even talking about just like all the one-off girlfriends he's had over the years. If he was willing to do his research, I think that would be really something. Yeah. What about that? Uh, isn't there a character that like raped Nightwing? Yes. Uh, Black Tarantula or something Tarantula. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to remember that, but no. I'll bet they do. I'm going to answer that stupid phone. I'll right. be right back. <laughs> Uh, Taylor Pester says, I don't, I know DC doesn't care about Wildstorm ever since Ellis's book ended, but Team Ste- Seven or Grifter would by King would be great. I agree. A Team Seven book by King would be awesome. Any, bringing back Team Seven would be cool. That was the only book that my friend Tim, who didn't read comics, read. Uh, Comics Miss Explained, Jim Lee takes a shot. Fuck it, Tom King's Snowflame. Ooh, powered by cocaine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, cocaine he, villain. I love that. I mean, uh, come on, if, uh, what is it, if that, like, robot animal team can come back in Deadpool <laughs> and now actually be a part of Weapon X history, why can't we have Snowflame, a dumb meme character, come back in some form? Yeah. Uh, Nechikit, uh, Naik says, uh, Tom King Ganthit. Uh, he is sad. Mm. He, he is as sad sod as it is. Make Hal Jordan the strong love interest. Ooh. Plus, it's about peacekeeping force. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's something there. Yeah, book about Ganthet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The He's only one sad. of the Guardians who actually like gives a shit or has emotions, and whose and and whose name we know, right? And whose name we know. Fidel Ruiz, Tom King's Guy Gardner. Lowell just wanted to drop some love for y'all. Thank you very much. Guy Gardner could get a mini, like, and he likes Guy Gardner because wasn't he in his Omega Man? Oh yeah. Or no, was. sorry, no. Kyle was in his. Omega Kyle was Man. in it. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of a Tom King Guy Gardner. I love the idea of treating Guy Gardner like. Mr. Miracle or Adam Strange. Mm. Um, 
I think that's a great idea. Um, Roy Harper would be a good one too. Yeah. Oh, but no, but he killed him in Heroes in Crisis. Bring him back. <laughs> uh, Avatar Desto. Uh, what about Tom King on Cassandra Kane? Uh, I don't know if he even knows who the hell that is. I sincerely doubt it. He's like, yeah, that's the that's the MacGuffin character from that Harley Quinn movie, right? She she shows up in the background of a bunch of his bigger Bat Family stuff, so I guess he is aware. But then again, he also has Huntress show up there, even though in this new Fifty Two post DC Rebirth era, she really shouldn't be. Yeah, no, I I think that Cassie needs a book. I loved her as Batgirl. I would like to see that be a thing. She's um, on the Outsiders now. That's very prestigious. At least she's <laughs> on a page that people can read. It's nice. Gar says Richard Ryder, the teen superhero that everybody forgets about, was the one to remember me. Getting getting a lot of love for Richard Ryder. I know. Episode. If you guys liked him so much, why didn't you buy his book when it came out? I know, right? Again, they, they tried to give him back to you in the other Nova book and split the difference that in being doing said, so like, pleasing there nobody. Was three people. That's not 80,000 people that needed to buy the book. But no, yeah, I, I listen. Richard Ryder has his fans. I wish him the best. I wish you mm. the best, but like, you know, the numbers don't lie. Uh, Rusky says, if you're talking couples book, you could do Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. The only time you see them ooh. together is when they say goodbye at the beginning of the end of their books. Yeah. Ooh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I, I would, I liked Bendis's portrayal of them. I think King would make it more miserable. <laughs> well, I mean, cause again, he would write his own, his his own love interest and his own love life because that's all he did for Batman Catwoman and what right. he only ever seems to come back to you know is would he be able to put himself in the headspace I'm asking of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones right I would love to see that I don't know uh, but I liked that relationship as it was portrayed by Bendis that's kind of the only person I trust to cover that relationship at this point because nobody uh, else is bothering to do it uh, with, with any sincerity uh, but yeah. Uh, I think ultimately those are a bunch of the characters that I'd like to see. Um, I think rather than like a deconstruction, like life altering, like is this in continuity or not green arrow book? I'd like to see an earth one green arrow book more as would I. Um, but uh, yeah, any other like bombshell drops? You're like, Oh my God, I really want to see this. Get the, get the treatment. I mean, we actually worked through my whole list, which I was nice. not expecting. <laughs> but we did it. That's great. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's pretty much it for me as well. I wanted to talk about Simon Baz and say like that would be a really cool book because it's it would be like a be. great deconstruction Green Lantern book that's unlike every other Green Lantern book on the shelf, while also Agreed. using a character that is like that has its own fandom but not enough to support like a Green Lantern book by itself. Also, just put him in anything, please. He just fell off the face of the goddamn earth. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be fun. But uh, yeah, let us know in the comments down below who deserves the Tom King treatment the most and uh, who would draw it. Uh, I, I would pick a, an independent comic media darling, um, but, you know, I'd like to hear what your thoughts. So let us know if you're catching this on the rebroadcast. If you're catching this on audio, thanks a lot for subscribing on Spotify and iTunes and all the other crap. And we'll see you guys next time with a new episode. Don't forget, if you also want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash comic pop. There's a bonus show that yeah. uh, Joel and I do over there. That's only there and will only be there until Patreon closes. Uh, <laughs> oh, Trenton Brown says, just came in. Have we suggested Martian Manhunter? Yes, we have. Uh, we did. And uh, Natchikit says, uh, King Detective Chimp, lol. Actually, just want to give. Um, yeah. Uh, Detective Chimp is a book that's probably around the corner. That's, that's not too bad, actually. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. We'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. I'm Sal. 
And I'm Joe. Oh, Cash Money in the Bank says, fun chat today. Keep being excellent. Sure was. You too. Thank you very much, man. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Bye-bye. <laughs>